Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reach Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and Ro is here to review the movie Madam Web. Cassandra Webb is a New York metropolitan metropolitan metropolitan. Why is that wrong? Paramedic who begins to demonstrate signs of clairvoyancy, uh, forced to cha- uh, forced to challenge revolution about her former. Uh, she needs to about her former. She needs to safeguard three young. Who wrote this? Am I? Am I just tired? What are you reading from? I'm Where reading, is this from? Reading. I'm reading from IMDb. Forced to challenge revelations about her former. I'm assuming former life. She needs to safeguard uh, three young uh, women okay, from a Okay, deadly... this is this is terrible. Somebody has edited is that. It, is it um, me? Is it... it's it's not if if you're reading the words on the page, it's not you. Um, when I pulled it, it was Cassandra Bubbs develops powers to see the future, forced to confront revelations about on, her past. On IMDb? A relationship with three young women. Somebody has edited IMBD to sound even worse than it did when I was there. Okay, because like I'm I'm like, is that mm-hmm. is this me? No, it, it's it's not just you. The official synopsis that's in the written review, by the way, I did do a written review for release day because, you know, why not? Uh, and that's not what it said when I went, when I went there. That, that Someone is pranking you. I'm, we are being pranked. I know you're tired, but you're not that tired, Chris. I promise. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, th- this movie is terrible, but I... I'm, uh, okay, so how terrible is it? Okay, so um, I, I feel I have to put some disclaimers in. I am judging Madam Web against Madam Web. I'm not judging it against anything else that's being done in the comic book space by any other studios. I'm not even judging it against Venom and Morpheus. I'm just judging it against itself. And... I know everybody was in their feelings about what the trailer looked like or how they cut it. But if I'm honest, the one thing that the movie does get right is that kind of weird, contemporary, shiny, blurry edged look that movies that came out from the end of the 90s through about 2004 had. That that look that they went for, that kind of real world but pulpy, what what it would look like if we not didn't go full noir, but just like the pulpish edge to thing. They get that right. But this movie originally was supposed to be set in the 90s. And then during reshoots, it was moved to 2003. And it is painfully obvious that you can see where they grafted things in from reshoots to make it fit. Some of the music that jumps out was you can tell was previously licensed and then of course the obscenely obnoxious use of britney spears toxic to bring it into the 2000 period um but this movie is not good um and it's it's not good in that way that we had gotten away from movies being even if you don't like what they're doing with venom and venom 2 there's a distinct plan that's happening there there's a vibe they're going for there's an actual audience for the kind of thing that they're doing if it's not your bag it's because it's not your bag it's not necessarily because it's not good 
filmmaking or it's just not the kind of storytelling that you prefer out of your comic movies. I thought they were funny. I enjoyed the ride. I could sit and stab and nitpick about everything that doesn't work in the sense of where they're playing and yanking at the edges of comics and just doing stuff that has zero things to do with comic book movies. But and we're not we're not going to talk about the tragedy that is Morbius. But I will say this to you, Chris: If I was forced to pick uh, between Morbius and Madam Web to watch again, I'd watch Morbius. What, what, I don't I don't know if that tells you anything, but I would I would voluntarily watch Morbius again before I would watch Madam Web again. I mean, Madam Web looked terrible. I mean, like Morbius looked terrible, but terrible in an interesting way. Madam Web just. It looked like a bunch of why. It's stupid. Everything about this movie is broken. Um, first, when you ha- they had a clean slate. Madam Web in the co- isn't introduced, isn't even in the comics until Madam Web is elderly. So if you want to have a character where you can do some interesting things and take license with an origin story, Madam Web is a great standalone character to pull and decide you want to spin off. It's also a fantastic starting point to try to build out a Spider-Man universe, not necessarily blend it into what they're doing with the MCU where Spider-Man was currently rooted for the trilogy with Tom Holland. Okay? And the way that this movie completely and utterly shits the bed on both of those things should be criminal. Like, like, okay. Um, they open the movie with a flashback because it's low hanging fruit and it's easy to do. And you get to meet Constance Webb, uh, who's Sandra Webb, Madam Webb's mother. And, and it's a scene in the, in the Peruvian jungle. And, Everything is a data dump. Everything is over exposition. Everything looks cheesy. It doesn't even look as good as being in an Amazonian type jungle as it did in The Predator. Like all of the things that you would think that you would steal from that movie if you want to kind of set somebody in that type of environment and build, they, they don't even do that stuff simply. There's like wobbly camera angles, there's weird cuts, the edits don't make sense. Um, the auto re-recording, aka ADR, is freaking horrible. And then you have um, the second character that they've pulled from the comics, Ezekiel Sims, which it's a it, you you read you read Spider Man right, Chris? Yes, it has been a while, but yes. Okay, so so you you know there's a lot of wiggle room in this whole universe, and so your bridge character could have been the guy who is in this movie, who opens uh, and is uh, on a on the trek with Constant Webb's mother, who's in the in the jungle looking for a spider with purported healing and mystical pa- um, properties. And she's hoping to harvest its venom, yada, 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 yada. Super, 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 super stealing from Tomb Raiders and not even doing it really well with how they're laying everything out. But everything is over-talked. Everything is in position. That, like like the, 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 the red flags in the story for you to create a character who's smart enough to be leading an expedition 
while pregnant. But she's so dumb, she doesn't realize that the person who she's hired to be her head of security is asking questions they shouldn't be asking, being pushy in ways they shouldn't be pushy, and is just all generally all up in her business in ways that should be screaming red flags, I am not safe, and homegirl, don't catch none of it. And you're just like, yeah, no, this is just don't, this, this doesn't pass a sniff test. And it's boring. It's boring. And then you get to the fact that the actor who was playing Ezekiel Sims has such a heavy French, Tahar Ramin's French accent is so heavy that it's inescapably a problem. Like he's trying so hard to sell this terrible dialogue they have him doing that there's no life in him at all. And this man can act. Like you got somebody who can act struggling to make sure that he can enunciate. I was like, I don't know if he needed, if it's that, that he needed a different elocution coach for how they wanted him to sound because he's in the Peruvian jungle and French is not one of the three top languages in Peru. So uh, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, why is this dude the guy? He, he, ain't, he ain't Peruvian. What the hell's going on? They do a huge data dump about the secret society that's associated with this, uh, with the with the spider and this and that and the third. And the information is coming from Ezekiel Sims. So you're like, oh, so maybe this flashback is about, you know, level setting what we know about the mystical arts and rites that are associated with arcane uh, um, arachnid based powers. And nope, nope, shit the bed on that, too. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then suddenly it jumps to 2003. We don't learn anything more about Ezekiel Sims, about what his motivations are, other than the fact that he clearly he's trying to get his hands on the spider for his own ends. And then the stuff that's from the trailer, um, you learn later that you're actually seeing a moment in that trailer that is as stupid as it looks, that flashback where the they show you the three teenage girls as uh, spider and Pete totems. We won't use some words here. and. Um, then then it really is it's like it it really is a like a a premonition of some type and then you find out what what kind and you're like get the fuck out of here that's what you're doing that's all you got that's all you got you got all these moving pieces you got they make him into they write him like he's no more importance or no more valuable or has no more depth than a villain of the week so the entire at the opportunity to build out the the universe that's supposed to be this spider verse uh through the characters that have spider powers they completely just punt on ezekiel sims and um they have him doing really bad um stunts that wouldn't even hold up in a cynthia rothrock movie um that the 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 mo the motions that they give for how people move spider-like because you know they can't use the word spider-man so at one point they have her saying spider people and you're just like, I want to punch her in her face and her throat. But why? But it's Sony, right? So why can't they say Spider-Man? Because they didn't do anything that would rationally or logically set up her using but, any proper terminology. I mean, but it's Sony, so when does that ever stop them? Oh, no, no. See, this is the thing that I say about y'all not having seen Venom. Venom may not be your bag, but they at least set the pieces right. They may not use them the way a lot of people want them to be used. They may not infuse the character with the kind of energy that people want because, you know, Tom Hardy is totally doing a whole 
Oliver Twist type thing with that character and Venom, which I find to be funny, but whatever. I'm an English major and I'm a fucking weirdo. So that shit kind of is funny to me. They don't do any, they, they don't do anything with that. Like you don't even know, not only do you not know what Ezekiel Sims is doing in the past when he runs into her mother, you don't know what he's been doing since other than suddenly he's rich. And this is about him protecting his power and, and staving off a terrible future. That's literally the storyline of this fucking movie, Chris. That's all they give you on this guy. So you don't know how he manages to, to go through the rights to get the powers. You don't know how he gets out of the rainforest, even though there's allegedly this secret society of people with powers that are guardians of the spider. You don't know any of these things. They open the door and lay the threads for all of these. And then they pit, they literally just shred them themselves. And I'm like, okay, no. And then they jump to Cassie uh dakota johnson in 20 2003 she's 30 she's an emt she's got attachment issues and she'd rather be around a a feral cat than regular people and you know some of those traits i don't have a problem with but dakota johnson plays everything with the deadest face i've ever seen in my entire life like even for her her face is so smooth it's like her brain is smooth it's weird and she does a serviceable job of kind of giving you the idea that you're dealing with uh, uh, an adult who has never really dealt with their past, but you don't get any of her past. They talk you through everything about her. You're supposed to know everything is exposition heavy. There's no show. So you don't really have any grounding in it. And then they keep giving you these little snippets where she runs into the three different girls, but they're not in any meaningful way. They're all, they're all low. They're all low stakes connections where it's clear that she barely was paying attention. So when you get to the like the moments where her spidey senses activate, you're like, that's that we're supposed to care about this chick. She's cynical, she's reckless, she's purposefully emotionally unavailable. Um she's overly attached to her EMT partner in a way that I guess you know you're supposed to they're so heavy-handed with the easter eggs Holmes dude's name is ben parker chris who's ben parker i'm dead fucking serious and so there's just no mystery there's no fun um she like you you don't you don't care about like catching an easter egg you see who they catch that doesn't work um they yada yada through so many different things and even when they give you a scene where it's supposed to be demonstrating that she actually really does care about her circle of friends, there's so many stupid world building tricks for doesn't work for 2003, like an EMT who doesn't give CPR properly or doesn't follow the rules. And you're just like, yeah, no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. And I don't know what Mike Epps is doing in this movie, but when you see what comes of his character, you're just like, okay, I hope your check cleared really quickly. Please don't do press for this movie because you shouldn't have done this. And so the whole first half of the movie is supposed to be the setup for kind of putting the people in places, but it's also haphazard and disjointed that the the connection points are so weak that building them around Dakota Johnson playing Cassandra Webb doesn't work because she can't sell it. This is a movie that clearly, and we're not going to talk about what some of the visual tricks and the effects and the CGI and all that stuff looked like because all of it looked unfinished. And it was clear that you have a director who didn't really think through the mechanics 
of having your actor have to act through making believe on set. And Dakota Johnson doesn't have the skill set. She cannot simultaneously make believe about her environment and then also make you believe her character. Everything everybody likes about Dakota Johnson is just about the facts of things about her personality and attitude and her affect that remind people of Melanie Griffin. And no one is going to convince me otherwise. Her range is really freaking limited. She has not found her niche. And this was not it. Now, the way people are talking about her on social media, about how she's been misquoted in in some of her interviews is neither here nor there. The real problem is she didn't understand who she was playing because what she was given wasn't robust enough for her to coast along with what she considers acting. And she doesn't dig for anything. If it's not in the script with specificity, she does not know how to give it. There's one point in here where they're supposed to be setting up for a grand use of her powers. And Chris, she actually takes two steps up and to the left to plant herself properly in front of the camera where you can almost see her sitting in the crane they put her in for the stunt and the CGI setup. Like, that's how she moves. Like, it's like, okay, here, you want me here? And that's the shot they use. And the bad guy standing across from her, he waits for her to get into position. (laughs) Like overtly in that's how they shot the movie. And then it's like everyone pauses for what we all know is the CGI effect that has to be happening, the blue screen that has to be filled in. And then the camera swings back to them in real time and then the her scene partner takes his next move and you can almost feel like someone's in the back count going and one and two and go that's how much it pulls you out of the movie um and then some of the other things that they photoshopped in to make a 2003 feel and look photoshop um the most realistic thing in this movie is a working um payphone in a diner early on in the movie, uh, you're supposed to believe that this person who has an attachment disorder that she's never processed uh, after having been left in foster care and who has mommy issues um, suddenly becomes the kind of person to, to stick her neck out while she thinks she's losing her mind and hallucinating to save three perfectly obnoxious teenagers on a train. And Everything that this movie does get right, that kind of holds things together, none of it holds water when it gets down to what this movie is actually supposed to be doing. So you get a whole second half of the movie that's unearned. And then I can't believe I'm, I said this in the review and I almost went back and edited it out. But the more I think about it, the more I believe it. This is the first time that I think that the only way that somebody this inexperienced could have figured out how to bridge the gap to turning their character to have the emotional turn would for us to have a damn training montage, Chris. Like, I'm advocating for a training montage. This is the first time where I will say what? No, I mean, like I said, the, the trailers look really... I, I, again, it was... Man, I'm not shocked by any of this. I thought it would at least Mm-mm. be seamless enough to be throwaway semi nineties, early two thousand fun. Like I rewatched Mine Hunters the other day, 
And it is solidly a two, early 2000s movie. And some of the visual aesthetic in that movie is the same that they had in this one, which make me think that some of the issues that people have with what this movie looked like in the trailer is more of a web compression issue than it is the actual visual look of the movie. But even with the kitschy dialogue and the one quips, you don't believe any of it. You don't, you're not, there are no stakes that matter. And the one partial scene of the stunt with the, uh, uh, the, the ambulance that they show you in the trailer comes to the most consummately stupid end that it invalidates anything that might have been interesting about what they were doing up until that point and afterwards. Like they constantly pull you out of this movie, constantly. So it's worse than I thought it was going to be. And I was expecting it to just be mid. And I know some people are saying, oh, it's not the worst thing ever. No, it's not the worst thing ever. I've seen things that are worse. But, like, I watched Morbius and I spent a lot of time doing spot the thing we stole from Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker because we don't understand Morbius as a comic book character. And that kind of turned out to be fun for me. The only thing that was fun in this movie was um, nothing. This is a joyless movie. There's no fun. And it should be because they keep trying to have this kind of bounce and and these interesting things. And occasionally, um, uh, Sydney Sweeney and Isabella Merced and Celeste O'Connor, I 100% understand why they took the roles. I'm completely convinced the script they read was different and that there's a whole other movie that was shot around them that we didn't get because there's just no way that this final version of the movie is what they expected to be doing in these roles as Julia, Anya, and Maddie. And they barely develop them. They, and what they do use to develop them all comes from really bad tween stereotype movies. They, like, they don't even give them enough good, fun energy to like, feel like you're getting some throwback, you know, Nancy from the craft shit, other than the obnoxious way they have the, um, the Black woman acting. And I was like, what are you doing right now? And it just gets progressively worse. You don't feel... Like there's any real connection between anyone. And this movie is supposed to be the origin story for someone who becomes the mentor and or pow a powerful oracle for people with spider-based powers. You don't believe it. You don't buy it. Like nothing about the final scene. They have this whole monologue they have Dakota Johnson give that it doesn't doesn't really sell. They even do the upswell and exciting music and they give you that cut where it looks like you're getting another glimpse into the future of the girls doing these amazing and fantastical things. And uh, like the explanation for how she ends up uh looking some of the way that the original character looked like you know the blindness and all that stuff it's stupid they didn't need to do it and it screams of a lack of respect for the genre that they're like oh well we can pull this piece from here and we can pull this piece from there it doesn't really matter if we're pissing away a really great character so we can have some villain of the week energy with Ezekiel Sims. It doesn't matter that we're not really going to connect this in a way that allows us to have anything more of this world to explore, even though this was our opportunity to expand it. I don't know, maybe even touch it up to the other spider people that you've put in this alternate world. No, we're not really going to do all of that. And then we're going to do this thing at the end where everybody, we're going to have them talking about it. And I, that it's a spoiler. I won't do it, but I kind of indicated to where that may be heading when I told you the name of her EMT partner, which you can know if you see who's cast and you see what his name is in the cast list. So whatever. Um, there are just so many unforgivable um, plot 
bunnies and plot holes and 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 lack of depth and interest and then they piss away any of the energy with the the supporting cast uh i mean adam scott is a good actor and they underutilize and overuse him all at the same time because dakota johnson is clearly not up to par for being a scene partner in the scenes where they needed to be it's like the energy always ended up dead when it swung back in her direction i don't know if it's because it was she just doesn't know how to over she doesn't know how to be exciting or i don't know she's like she's dead inside and she definitely was dead in the face beyond that little smirk she does uh a lot it's just it's super weird and so by the time you got all the way to the end i was like this is shoddy this is just shoddy and disjointed even for people who just slapstick put together the checklist checklist of these are all the pieces of a comic book superhero movie and we've got all the pieces and we can just check them up on the list and this is the kind of stuff that makes people who consider themselves to be more you know cinema verite or artur type people go oh well you know you just can't really do anything with source material that's shallow and this is the type of thing that perpetuates the idea that the problem is the source material being shallow when actually the problem is there's no talent behind this project and the pin game that these people had is so weak that it's it it should be it should be grounds for them never to be allowed to to write again anything like not even notes for their kids to miss class at school it's that bad yeah so yeah I, 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 you know, I walk into every movie, everybody's got a five, and they, this movie's a three, and I think that I was being generous. It sounds like it. Sorry, I was reading it. It sounds like it. So, yeah, I, I, and here's the weird thing. I think, even for this one, I think they had the screener at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, you guys get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not even, I'm too busy <laughs> at this point. I'm not even thinking about missing work to go. Mm, I'd rather work. So, mm, yeah. No. I think you made. I made. I think you made a good choice. Like I got out of the house because I am having a very bad year, and um, I was like, if I sit in my house one more moment, it's going to be bad. Maybe I can just go and be entertained. And I was so underwhelmed and disappointed when I came out of the movie theater. I'm like, I didn't even have any fun. Like everything was dumb. Like, all of it was low-hanging fruit. You didn't even do it right. How you gonna steal from Tomb Raider and fuck that up? Like, like the blueprint for this type of movie is everywhere. It doesn't even have to be superhero movie blueprint. This type of, you know, adult coming of age, coming into your own story is everywhere. How do you fuck this up this badly? This was a terrible tactical error for a feature film debut for S.J. Clarkson. And um, Matt Sama and Burke Sharpless and Claire Parker, I'm not kidding, none of them should ever be allowed again. If you go look up what movies they've been before, this should be the crowning proof that they should not be allowed to write. Those are the people behind, uh, the only one I might give a little bit of credit because it's so it's just so campy, it was fun, was like Lost in Space. 
I might I might give you a little grace for that. I might give you a little grace because the last witch hunter was supposed to be stupid and it hundred percent was. But this is the team behind Dracula Untold. This is the team behind Gods of Egypt. And they should oh, wait, never wait, be allowed to write again. What? Wait a minute. That's I didn't even know that. So that was automatic like who would ever oh God. Who would Look, ever... I didn't know that that's the team that had been brought in to change the script until I was looking at the notes afterwards. Yeah, that's who did this. So many cooks in the kitchen. None of them have any respect for the genre. They're all the kind of people who think we have to elevate, we have to modify, we have to move. They don't have any understand. They don't have any belief in an audience at all. This is it's a tangled, it's fragmented, it's stupid, it's poorly it poorly utilizes a cast that should have worked, including Dakota Johnson cuz she can do what you tell her to do. I had no idea that that's what. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's automatic. That's an automatic no. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if I had looked to see who the writers were, I probably wouldn't have gone to the screening. If that tells you anything. Mm. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I I don't yeah I was I was like, how do you how do you fuck this up this badly? that it's barely even I, I, like look if you want to go see this movie good go see it and spot that like I, the second half of the movie i started playing spot the unrealistic things about what they say in 2002 like stealing a cab and getting away with it because like cabs ain't got low jack you know cpr that never includes clearing somebody's airway even though they went in the water uh cutting somebody like in the, the trailer where they're pulling that dude out the car, you know, they just kind of cut the rope and yank him out. No sea collar, no back collar, no nothing. Yeah. That, that, that eventually this movie became one of those kind of movies where I just started to look at all the mishmash of things with, uh, it's clear you've never lived a regular life among regular people. You don't know how these things work. That's, that's I should, what this movie I should, became. I should probably also admit that when you, you keep pointing out things, uh, I've seen the trailer and I'm like, you make it seem like I actually watched the whole trailer. No, I know you saw it and immediately walked away from it because it's it's, like there are people who think the trailer is about one Madam Web showing up to save or help another Madam Web. And they're going to be and and that that inference is due to how they cut the trailer. And they're going to be so disappointed when they realize it's a, a, a singular timeline. Mess. Is a linear timeline mess in a movie that's supposed to be about someone who has clairvoyance and precognition. The put the like the there was one cut in a trailer where they see someone's like, oh, now you're showing off. Yeah, when you see that full scene, you're gonna throw you're gonna throw popcorn at the screen because it's stupid. Um, yeah, it's it's there's just I like bad movies. And I couldn't find a bad movie angle to like about this movie. This is the kind of movie that if you don't like real superhero comic movies, you're going to say, no, it's fine. Or if this isn't a character that you care about, or if this isn't a part of the world you go in, or if you are just diehard, the kind of person who can always find something redeemable about this, you might find something to enjoy in Madam Web. I think that if you do, you immediately should like, you know, meditate. And 
and try to go watch something good to remind yourself that we deserve better from this and we don't have to accept this anymore. But that that's where I am. Like, this is the kind of movie, like one piece is like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, do you, do you read comics? No. Do you like superhero movies? It's not really my bag. I was like, do you like, um, um, do you like character driven action movies? Not really. I was like, that's why you like Madam Web, because all of the things that this movie is doing wrong are things that you never pay attention to. So you've never actually paid attention to them being done right. So it's not that bad for you. Oh, it's kind of fun. Or, oh, it was sort of interesting. It's not supposed to be sort of interesting. It's just supposed to be fucking interesting. You're not supposed to have breaks. You're not supposed to get confused. You're not supposed to miss the point of who's supposed to be important. It's not supposed to beat you over the head so much to the point to where you no longer care about the thing that's coming because you've already figured it out and you're just waiting for it to be over. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a woman in here who is a hell of an actress that they basically reduced to being beautiful woman. And I want to fight them. But yeah, the 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 voice recording is so bad that it feels like there's an an actual disconnect between Tahar Rahim talking and then when you hear the sound on the screen. It's that bad, Chris. I don't think I've ever seen, I don't think it's ever been more obvious that you're listening to a re-recorded track more in my life. And like, if it's supposed to be about getting a more controlled and quieter vocal track to then sync up with what's happening on the screen, it's not. It's like, maybe they should have just used what was happening on the actual set. Because I think that might have been better than whatever they did for the um, automatic dialogue replacement. They like if they were trying to make it to where his French action wasn't in it, like nothing. There's like everything's bad. Like you know, he was better in Napoleon, and you know how I feel about Napoleon. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows how I feel about Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, don't don't pay for this movie. We're not going to get people to to stop thinking that this is just something they can play around with. Um. Like they closed off so many avenues of anything that I'm actually happy because maybe it means they'll stop doing this shit. Go back to the monster universe. Mm-hmm. That's how that's where I am with it. Now why are you growling at me? I'm just, just I got nothing <laughs> to say about something. Anyway, yeah. That is your yeah, review that's it. for um Madam Web. Don't go see it. Um, yeah, so, um, we, yeah, we've been really busy, I've been really busy, so I don't know what else is, like, I, I think I'm gonna go to Dune, I, there's been a lot of movies I was supposed to go to, and then didn't go, but I'm gonna try to go to Dune Part 2, I'm gonna try to, try to get there, I gotta, I gotta put my thing in, so we at least have that, and I, at some point I gotta check up with, um, D-Palm to figure out what, what's next for us on, getting back on track with some of the things we had to do. So, um, it just, like, yeah. Really um, I, I feel like here's where I should throw in that, um, you owe me some halo, bro. Oh, hell no. no mm, I, oh, hell me. yes. I not, yes. I you <laughs> promised. I do not. I cannot sit there and watch that shit again. I, they were going through that bullshit about how, well, yeah, of course you can't, you can't make the movie. You can't make the show without them to, with, with, with the, with the film in the entire time. And I'm like, didn't the man, isn't, isn't the Mandalorian doing like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, 
Life's busy, and I can't. I can't anymore. But I, we I did can't. season one. We got to come back and do it's, season two. Looks, it's, yeah, but season one was bad. It was. But we had fun talking about it. Mm. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Mm. How about... Um, Okay, let's see. I don't. Um, I can't make. I'm just. I right do. Now. I. I I'm going yeah. to Dune, so I, I think we yeah. should put Dune on the schedule. I think the people deserve some Dune from us. I don't think we gave them Dune Part One. I think we decided we would wait. So mm-hmm. I, I think they. Uh, I think that the people are owed some Dune. Um, I saw a Disaster Dyke movie. I don't think it would be your bad. So I. I, I don't know if you're going to go to Drive Away Dolls, but I have seen it. Um, I have thoughts. I would like to say for the record that you being extremely busy, you have not missed anything by not being able to go to the January and February opening movies. If you want to, at some point, you know, slide to the side and do a a roundup, we can talk, but bruh, you ain't missing nothing. That's what I kind of figured. I kind of have, yeah, so... The only release that came out in January we had that was worth seeing we'd already seen and that was Origin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, we'll not even the, the horror movie was good. Yeah. That was it's, a very it's big early in the year. That's why it always happens that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. But now there's stuff coming up. We're starting to amp up. I think Dune is the first one that's really kind of. You know, we should kick into gear there. Maybe Damsel that's coming to Netflix. Um, I understand that a lot of people die. And it's fun. And we like Bobby. We like Billy. Bobby. We like Millie Bobby, don't we? We still like her. I have no idea who you're talking about. The white girl. That's that's so broad. That's so terribly broad. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, there's stuff coming up that might be worth it. Like, surely, I'm going to make you talk to me. We, you know, it's not going to be during Black History Month, but whatever. We're Black. We could be Black History Month whenever. But yeah, there's there, like, I think we are smooth until like almost April. Like, stuff is just now kicking up. So you got time, but I'm, I'm not going to lie, folks. I'm going to try to talk Chris into talking some um, episodic shit with me. Like, Reacher, it didn't suck. I think you get a kick out of season two. I think two. you severely yeah. underestimate how much time I have at this point. Well, we'll talk offline. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to look. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, Deepom is always like, you know, we record these things. I'm trying to get you a wax of green and some shit so I can hold you to it later because we have promised people that you are not uh, working with me. You're being very wily and, and, and stealthy and, and refusing to be pinned down. I see what's happening here. I'm trying to. Uh, you are on well, to me. Well, uh, I'm trying to help you out. We'll talk after. You're, you are on to me. I understand. It's fine. Yep. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Movie trailer reviews. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Oh, not Spotify. iTunes, Stitcher Radio. That's no. iTunes and Spotify. No Stitcher. Sorry, I keep forgetting. You, I know. for the life of you, cannot let Stitcher go. I want to let it go, but it just it just fit in there so it's, well, and just it's, it's steeping it's, your heart. You got to remember, it, it, it was it was a good staple for over what 10, 12 years. Plus, so it's like it's just kind of hard to kind of forget that. So, yeah. But anyway, iTunes and Spotify, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.